calling all baby faces and heels alike. Welcome to the Working Fans Podcast, your place for all things comedy, combat, and wrestling. Reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Working Fans Podcast. Or you can email us at workingfanswrestlingpod at gmail.com. If you're an audio listener, we encourage you to check out our YouTube. Wherever you listen, please make sure you like, rate, review, and subscribe. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Working Fans Podcast. Dave, we're two years deep in the game, and I would argue one of the greatest tag teams in wrestling podcasting today. I mean, I think it's undisputed, baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Now, Dave, I don't even know what to say about the last two years. It's been a wild ride. I mean, Mm. God, I started this when I had a job I hated. Yeah. Talked to somebody I hated. Mm-hmm. And like it was just stress, and, and we did this as like a creative outlet, and mm-hmm. shit. Now you're in love. Yeah. I mean, sorry, we're, we're we're more or less a two man booth now, and it. Uh, I was gonna say, I think there was three of us at one point. Freebird rule here, but I don't remember. We'll have to flash yeah, back mean, and look at some older episodes, maybe on a best of episode or something. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, damn man, it, it's been wild. Oh. I, I don't want to shit on AJ too much. We, I mean. We will always bring it up because I mean, at least two of us show up every week for you guys. Where is this? Where are you at, Dad? (laughs) I know we went out for those cigarettes, but we came back and we brought milk and we brought we brought milk, yeah, and we paying the damn bills, baby. We keeping the electricity on. Where you at? (laughs) Yeah, now shut the fuck up and get me a juice box. (laughs) I'm tired. That's enough. (laughs) Goofing around at the top, we are talking ECW champs. Yeah, and I'm gonna ask the obvious question: Why did you pick this? Because I'm not as much of an ECW fan. I got a list for you, but it's Mm. more I understand the historical significance of ECW. I think we had done a list before about favorite ECW World Champions, and I thought we'd just expand on that a little bit because I thought it was wrestlers. What's that? Wasn't he ECW wrestlers before? We might have done that one too. But basically, because we're doing champs now, right? Well, not world champs, just champs. So, like, I, I, I specifically told people you can pick tag champs, you can do TV champs, you can do world champs. Who oh, are your shit, favorite man. champion? That's all no, right. There's, there's one person you didn't tell. <laughs> I don't remember about it. It's, it's fine. <laughs> you know, we let they, they're gonna pick who they want. Most people got it. Uh, most people got it on my list. But uh, you know, here's the deal. I got a lot of good responses. There's People that, you know, people that listen to us know like, how often do we like Jake St. John, uh, Zach St. John, friend of the show. All these guys are like hardcore ECW guys. And, you know, it's still people are real passionate about ECW. So whenever I bring up some ECW lists, it's like, okay, let's see what we can go on. So I might bring up some more ECW lists in the future. You know, you got to oh, yeah. maybe watch some ECW tapes, Perry. Maybe favorite tag teams. Where you at, Eliminators? All right, Perry Saturn. All right, Kronos. I see you. Shout out to Jake St. John. I actually met up with him for a little bit at Farm Aid out in that baking sun, and it was good to see him Ooh, live. I saw that. I saw that sun did to you, too. Oh, yeah. You can see it a little bit now, all red in the face and shit. Oh, yeah, I'm not even in Paris. <laughs> you should be. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dave, you said you had a couple shitty lists. for, Or not I shitty lists. shitty lists. <laughs> These people wrote in. Short list. Short I'm list. assuming they're shitty. No. Give us the shorter ones first. <laughs> not shit. All right. A couple people on Twitter responded to us. We appreciate all your responses. First off, thank you. <laughs> Brad LaFrat. Yeah, he fun. sent me a... 
He sent me a list. All praises due, Brad. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> My favorite and most underrated is Champion, the new effing show. He took a picture of himself wearing an AEW shirt, and he's with Jerry Lynn. So I thought that was pretty cool. Jerry's pretty good. Then we got Justin, I don't know, uh, World, W-Y-L-D. He's got Shane Douglas. Actually, he did give me a, I said five here. Let's see. Raven, Taz, RVD, and Steve Carino. All right. So that's a full list right there, baby. <laughs> that is a full one. Yeah. So shout out to him. And then actually, Zombie Star, also on Twitter. Is that he, at he, Zombie Star? Or is Zombie Star his Christian name? Uh, I guess that's his good. Uh, yeah, I guess that's his government name because his, his handle is, looks like Taff Mark. <laughs> that's that can't be his real name. No, it's Zombie Star. Baby. Oh, he's a Taffville Mark. I get it. Oh yeah, I mean, if you've been around Taffville, Connecticut, you definitely would be a Mark for that place. And that was that was before I was in love. I knew some people out of Taffville. <laughs> Shout out to my girls. <laughs> um, uh, all right, I got Sabu. He's done uh, with y'all though. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm a new man. Don't that shit. I got Sabu here. <laughs> not, not like waiting for me or anything, but Sabu's on this guy's list. Zombie side. <laughs> He's got Terry Funk, Shane Douglas, Taz, and Raven. Also a full list. I apologize. There's only one guy here. There's a short list. All right. Give us that motherfucker's list. Who came up short today? It's Brad. <laughs> it was oh, Brad LaFont. Yeah, that was it. Brad had the one guy. But he did send a picture. So it's a nice picture of Jerry Lynn. It's on our timeline on Twitter. Check it out. Dan's working. So shout out to Twitter. All right. Thanks for giving us some lists. Joe, you want to give us a list now or you want me to kick us uh, off? Yeah, I'll kick off with the first list. Jason D'Augustino from the Mothership Facebook group. This might have actually been Rockin' Randy's, actually, now that I think about it. He's got Raven, Shane Douglas, Taz, Sandman, Terry Funk. All right. Uh, so Sandman getting some love there on that list, too. I'm going to read off a couple right here. We'll go Mike Flynn. He's got Raven, Shane Douglas, RVD, and he specifies it was the TV title, The Eliminators, and Steve Carino. You oh, know, wow. The Eliminators did make a list. They did make a list, baby. John Cronus and Terry Saturn. They were a damn fine team, very innovative back then. You know, demons and injuries and whatnot changed the game a little bit. By uh, demons, do you mean drugs? Yes, definitely drugs. Lots of drugs were involved in that. I like this list. I mean, I can comment on these guys anytime. I guess I'll pick Shane Douglas because I think we're going to get a lot of the same names. Shane Douglas, to me, was the epitome of what an ECW, like not an ECW, but what a heavyweight champion should be. Like when he would come out, he had the hot woman. He was dressed, you know, and he would talk about being the franchise and he cut those great promos. He was doing like our Broadway sometimes with people. He had a great classic wrestling movie he could beat you with, but he could brawl. I thought Shane Douglas was like the best ECW heavyweight champion personally. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves for that. But I also got a list from Randy Osga. He's got Taz, RVD, Two Cold Scorpio, The Dudley Boys, The Impact Players, Just Incredible and Lance Storm. He gave us two more. Terry Funk and Shane Douglas. So Randy came up big with this ECW list. Nice to see the Dudley boys getting some love. Some more tag teams getting some love here. The Impact players, Justin Incredible and Lance Storm. Another fine team that I thought that Lance Storm in particular really shined in ECW. It was really the start for him after he went from Smoky Mountain to ECW. I thought Lance just had a hell of a career, though. Up until he got to WWE, it probably didn't flourish as much as he wanted to, but I really loved those early days, Lance Storm and ECW and then WCW. Now, if you're listening to this podcast the day it comes out, tonight on the Buzz Facebook page, check out Regularly Scheduled Hostilities at 6 p.m. They are interviewing Just Incredible, mm. right off of his Dark Side of the Ring performance. 
if you are listening to this later, go look up regularly hosti- regularly scheduled hostilities and find that fucking interview. Yeah. Board's gonna be getting some questions in, and I actually sent like five or six questions to Chuck Winchester. Wonder if I had to do the payday for that guy. Kayfabe, brother. But Kenny Color is up next from the Rock Randy's Rock and Wrestling Group. He's got Terry Funk, Raven, Shane Douglas, Mike Awesome, and Sandman. Mike Awesome makes a list. I'm happy to hear that. Mike Awesome and Masato Tanaka had some of the most brutal matches in ECW history. The violence, they would hit each other with chair shots to the head. Oh, my God. I can't believe Masato Tanaka is still walking around today, but he is. Um, no, if only Mike Awesome was, huh? Yeah, that story didn't work out quite as happy. Depression's <laughs> a hell of a sickness. <laughs> it is. Mike Caldwell, though. Speaking of Mike's, Mike Caldwell, Mikey and Fred, he sent me a list. RVD, Taz, the Dudley Boys, Raven, and Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn making another list. Happy to see that. You know, Jerry Lynn, the first time I ever saw Jerry Lynn was Global Wrestling Federation. Him and Sean Watman, who was going by the Lightning Kid at that time, and just tore it up. Yeah, Jerry Lynn is such a great underrated competitor. He had fantastic matches with Rob Van Dam for the TV title. And it was really ECW's kind of steamboat flair in some ways. Like, they would just have these long back-and-forth matches. Really good stuff. We got a list from Jesse from New Hampshire here. RVD, TV champ. Eddie Guerrero, TV champ. Chris Jericho, TV champ. Taz, FTW champ. And Shane Douglas, world champ. So, Jesse, clarifying uh, which title range you like, too, there. I thought it was pretty cool he had Eddie Guerrero on this list. I forgot Eddie Guerrero did have that TV title for a company for a little bit. And he had those Malenko Guerrero classics in ECW. If you've ever seen those. Just fantastic and really gave ECW something different. Because, you know, at that time in particular, you were having so many, like, crazy hardcore matches. And here were, like the classic wrestling matches that were not being seen anywhere else in the U.S. at that point on a big stage other than ECW. Nice. You want to hit us with another list real quick? Uh, yeah, I get you. Know. Let's see. That was Jesse, Mikey, and Fred. Let's go Jake St. John as well. That's RVD. He had the TV title. Taz, TV champion. Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko. I guess they're ECW Tag Team Champions. I don't remember that. Impact players in the Raven World title. And, of course, he had to keep franchise saying Douglas, it's Jake. Uh, he's going to have a couple extras in there. Originally, Jake had a different list. Jake rule. Originally, had, I think he had Raven off his list. And then he said, it's my list. I can't leave Raven off. Raven's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. So That's Jake St. John, author of Night Full of Diamonds, available on Amazon. And I'll tell you who's not on Amazon yet. Albert Bettis <laughs> from the Rock and Randy's Rock and Wrestling Group. He's got Raven, Terry Funk, Sabu. Taz Sandman. Terry's making quite a few lists here. I don't know if he's making as many lists as saw like Raven and Douglas, but I mean, yeah, Terry's making quite a few lists here. That's amazing when you think about it, right? This guy was an NWA heavyweight champion, like what, in the 70s? Yeah, and then he had a run in WWF in the 80s as well, and then he had that crazy run with Flair and NWA slash WCW in 89, and then here he was in the 90s, killing it for ECW, Terry, something else. All right, we got Zach St. John. He's got Shane Douglas, fourth heavyweight title reign, November 97th to January 99. Look at Zach giving us dates and everything, too. <clears throat> RVD TV title reign, April of 98 to January 2000. It's a hell of a reign. Shane Douglas' first heavyweight. So he's given us like the reigns that were his favorite, too. Shane Douglas, first heavyweight title reign, March 94 to April 95. Raven's first title reign, January 96th, October 96. Raven and Tommy Dreamer tag team champions, August 99 to January 2000. Raven came back as a surprise partner. And bonus, Taz beating Mike Awesome for the world title in April 2000. All right, first off, 
Shout out to Zach for going so in-depth on this list. I appreciate that. A little thing about the Mike Awesome Taz one he mentioned, or Taz beat Mike for the title. That's an historical matchup. I think we've talked about this on the show before. <clears throat> Mike Awesome was the ECW champion. He showed up in WCW. Paul Heyman <clears throat> had an injunction. They had to agree to get Mike Awesome to drop the title at an ECW house show. Mike Awesome agreed to drop the title. They brought in Taz, who had a WWE contract at the time. It's a surprise. And Taz, a WWE contracted performer, beat Mike Awesome, a WCW contracted performer, for the ECW heavyweight title. So, a little history for you fellas there. And my last list, not counting me, is our boy Scott from Voluntown. Big ECW fan, went to ECW shows back in the day. I believe he was there when um, New Jack had that awful fall in Danbury. Yeah. RV Actually, so was Jay Lucas, I believe. Oh, no drug Lucia. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Good to see him out there. No, that's uh, Jay Lucas. No. Oh, 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 Jay. Oh, DJ, brother. no. Uh, never Josh mind. Lucas, <laughs> I don't know if he went to that one. <laughs> that's right. We forgot about the Lucas boys. Right, <laughs> the Lucas boys. Anyway, moving on. RVD <laughs> TV champion. Shane Douglas, world champion. The Dudley boys are the tag champions. Rhino. Rhino. Thank you, Scott, for mentioning Rhino. Wow, that's the first time. It won't be the last, but it was yeah. Raven, world champion, and honorable mention, Taz for the FTW championship. All right. Well, I'm going to hit you with three lists real quick. Right. First up, Jason Gross. I believe he was one of the hmm. first responders. He had Shane Douglas, Terry Funk, Raven, Sandman, and Mikey Whiprack. He's the first responder? That's awesome. We need people like him in this country. <laughs> no, like he responds to our post first off. I, I'm I aware. <laughs> Next up, Ian Totten from Rockin' Randy's. He's got Raven, Taz, Shane Douglas, Sandman, Funk, and Sabu. And my last list is me. I got Steve Carino, Shane Douglas, Terry Funk, Raven, and Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome. Nice. <clears throat> All right, I'll close the show then, baby. We got Shane Douglas. I already told you how I felt about him. I also have RVD. <clears throat> RVD is one of the main reasons I went with favorite champions. RVD had such a great TV title run. I thought, and a lot of people thought at the time, it actually rivaled the world title because RVD was putting on the best matches in the company at that time and really, <clears throat> arguably, like, in the country at that time. Not saying it was the, that was the case, but he was up there. Rhino, like Scott, I had to include him. Rhino would end up being the TV champion and ECW world champion. He closed out, I think, the... ECW era as the world champion. Rhino definitely deserves some love. He really grew up in that company as well. Taz, I mean, Taz just had the whole outlook and he had that big fight feel. And uh, Raven, at the end of the day, man, Scott Levy, who was Scotty Flamingo and Scott Anthony and Johnny Polo before all this really reinvented himself in ECW. And a hell of a promo, a crazy gimmick ahead of its time. And he had his best run in ECW. Yeah, so now we're down we to a, a top three. Yeah. Raven, Raven's definitely made the list. Shane Douglas got a lot of votes. RVD? And uh, RVD, you think he made more than Taz? I don't know. You felt we had Taz more here? God, let's look at I thought right I heard Taz more, but... Yeah, <clears throat> we'll go with Taz. I mean, I'll... Even that tiebreaker, fuck it. He was a world champion. RVD didn't. Well, RVD did that in WWE, actually. But 
Yeah. So Raven, Taz, Shane Douglas. Of this these, is I think Raven's got to be the first to go because Shane Douglas had that historic way that he introduced the ECW title. Mm -hmm. And then Taz had that famous Mike Awesome match that you talked about where it's the interplay between three promotions, one who usually doesn't work with anybody. So that's kind of amazing. So I, I like your reason for Taz. I could argue Raven back and forth a little bit, but I'd be arguing for second place <clears throat> because in my mind, Shane Douglas is the one who kicked us off <clears throat> with the ECW World Championship. He won the NWA tournament and then said, you know, this belt doesn't mean shit. This belt died RIP years ago. It's amazing. And then he basically, you know, says, long live the era of extreme championship wrestling. And after that, the guy just went on these historic reigns. And I think he was really the guy who carried ECW in the beginning. Now, fans, you know what the music means. We picked a top ECW champion. But fun fact that Shane Douglas, the way he kicked off the ECW championship in the original run of MLW, he did the same thing. So this is true. It was an interesting start to a company. Full now, circle, guys, baby. thank you for joining us for the last couple of years. We enjoy your support, your feedback. Anytime you guys reach out or even listen, we are happy. And Absolutely. we can't wait to see you again next week. Shout out to y'all. Love you guys. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the numbers 82 Designs, 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82 Designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, like, divide the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Just because I love my podcast. Working fans. I shed blood for my podcast. Right or die. Let a podcast holler where my podcast. The pussy ass. All I want to hear is right here, my podcast. Somebody say something about a podcast. You won't take this from me, baby. You will not take this from me, baby. Fans, welcome to the Working Fans Podcast presents, a.k.a. Slippery Joe's Funhouse, where we bring you a bonus podcast each week presenting your favorite podcasts, favorite stuff. Now, we have some Tape Traders Guide to the 90s coming up. We have some Cult in Connecticut. We'll be bringing you some Peter X. Morosky and a variety of other things through year two. Fans, welcome back for the two-year anniversary episode of the Working Fans Podcast. Otherwise known as episode 113. Dave, how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Two friggin' years. I don't know. It's pretty fun, man. I'm excited. You know, I'm sure you got questions. I know that's how we're going to do this segment, but fuck it. I'm going to talk for a minute. <laughs> 113. All right. Now, when you say 113, that's just 
the straight up wrestling episodes. That's too. just the straight up rep wrestling episodes. That's not the 40 some live episodes. The, what are we up to? Like 30 episodes on the comedy cast. Yeah. And then we're in the combat cast is in like the, the, the teens right mid teens. Right? So it's yeah. prime Jerry Lawler territory. <laughs> Shout out to the king of wrestling. Jerry. Shout Woo! out to the king. I'd say that's us at this point. I mean, <laughs> we talk a big game, but. And don't we, back it up. No, I'm just kidding. But. One out, of three, one out of three doesn't, but <laughs> we'll get to that later. But I wanted to do something a little different for the two-year anniversary. Over the past couple of years, and since COVID's really kicked in, you've become like our main interviewer. You get the interviews. I'll throw you questions every now and then, but you really handle the questions. And mm. I wanted every time we hit like a year-end episode or we hit a landmark episode, we kind of talk a little bit about the podcast, but fuck it. Today, I'm going to interview you about it. Yeah, baby. So the first question I got to hit you with is, since we started, how has the podcast changed for you? Oh, man, it's ups and downs, right? So first, it's just an exciting project to do. Can we get this off the ground? Can we do this? And then speaking of interviews, then it's like, you start doing different things and you interview talent. It's like, can we get this guy or this guy or this girl? And then you're just like, you're surprised. You're surprised at some of the people you can get, right? It's like, oh, we shit. Al Snow's willing to do this interview, <laughs> you know? And, you know, and then it's interesting, right? Because like anything, you start to get your challenges. You get your lulls and, you know, it's not going to take off right away for you. And you have to still keep the rest of your life going, whether it's work or business and personal. And so it's like you have this thing you love, but you can't donate all your time to it. And so, therefore, it just becomes, It's not, for me personally, it's never become a thing where it's, where it's, I don't want to do it, but it becomes challenging. Do I want to do it this morning? Do I want to do it the next day? And it's just trying to balance everything. And so, for me, to answer your question, I guess it's changed my life and it's been a little more hectic, but it's also still, it's a very rewarding thing. And to people who, you know, don't do things like this sometimes it's also a great conversation starter to tell them like oh i do a podcast oh what's it about pro wrestling usually they're gonna look at you a little strange i was gonna say sometimes that's where the conversation stops like i've had yeah. to start going oh well we do comedy on tuesdays pro wrestling on thursdays mma yeah. on saturdays right right and we i mean we haven't done the comedy one consistent now because it just became so much work to do everything and balance everything. But you know, it's funny because it's I'd say that's our more our most like that's gonna get the most broad appeal. Yeah, potentially. You know, I mean I think we look at our numbers too, all they all have they have spikes at different times. But yeah, I would think it's interesting though. Like, you know, we've talked about this. Uh we're talking about potentially putting on a comedy show too. And you know, man, ask me this question next year, how this thing's changed my life, right? After we like put on a show or something, potentially. <laughs> well, actually, I just kind of want to find out how the podcast itself has changed. It's definitely changed our life, and we'll get into that a little later. Yeah. I, I have questions about kind of what skills we've developed. But remember when this thing started, we had like we wanted to do an intro. Then we were going to do, what was it, a news segment. And then it was going to be the interview. I think the 531 was the first thing we created special for this to try and stand out and it's definitely been like a good 
conversation piece because it gets us debating top five list. Mm-hmm. Because I came up with it because everybody does either a top five, top three, or a top one. It's interesting giving us your top five, seeing what ones are in common, and then kind of voting it down. And there's been a couple times like Kane winning the best masked wrestler that I heard that. And I'm like, of all the masked wrestlers, that's who we ended up with. Goddamn right. Shout out to Glenn Jacobs, mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee, baby. Woo! You did it again. Now... There's a lot of stuff we forget as the podcast goes on, like a lot of five, three, one lists. We're like, did we do that yet? Mm-hmm. Or what do you think are the moments that stand out the most to you? Either guests, laughs we've had, or mm-hmm. God, that comedy trip we took with AJ, which I think <laughs> really got the comedy bug in us and yeah. kind of inspired us to, besides the talk with Dame to want to do the live shows. Yeah, that's a big part of it too. So, yeah, interesting. Like, what's <sighs> for me? Like, I'll tell you what I think about most. It's kind of the moments like when you and me are bullshitting when we're setting up and we're just mm-hmm. laughing and we're saying things that will never make air. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just, ex- I mean, I don't want to give such a broad answer, but it's just those experiences, right? For me, it's, that's a lot of fun too. I guess. What's interesting to me, too, is just watching patterns and trends of, like, when we take off and when we don't and what episodes get the most attention that you're surprised about as versus other ones. And it's I know. We get these guests that we thought would bring people in. They get a few listens, nothing wild. But then it's. Some it's the random person. five, three, one that people are like, oh, I love that episode. Yeah, right. And so that's always interesting what attracts people. I love, like, it's funny that stuff you're talking about, like the camaraderie I think we developed. We, let's just, I, I'm I'm going to allow this a little bit different way because it's like, it's two things for me because I am the guy that does most of the interviews, right? So I've had a lot more experience talking to people and meeting different people. And on that front, I think I have a little more broader experiences on that end. But I mean, me and you developed a real friendship through this podcast, right? Like we were guys that kind of knew each other had similar friends and we got along and after this it's like no nah, this is my boy now like you know? oh yeah we are locked in like and you'll see it a lot in our five three ones the list will be similar mm-hmm. there'll be times where i'm waiting to wrap up a segment or introduce the next one and then that's the next question you ask yeah. i i think it's definitely a part of working together yeah. and since the pandemic has pushed kind of aj away from us yeah. It's forced us to become kind of like one team. And I don't know if AJ's going to listen to this or not, but you know, let's throw that out there real quick too. Like, you know, we're in the process. Hopefully AJ is going to be, um, be more involved in the podcast. We certainly hope so. And so we're just kind of working through that right now too, because, you know, I think at the end of the day, he knows he's not exactly been here all the time. And so if you're here to say, AJ, we know. <laughs> but, you know, I'm pulling for you, buddy. Like, it's Yeah. It's one of those things we really, we do our best to reach out and include him in things, but it's got to go both ways. Yeah, That's Part of the things when you're in a team, like me and Dave know we can count on each other. Like if I'm not going to get something done, I'll throw it to him. And I know he'll, yeah, he'll at least work on it to try and get it done. And you know, if not, I'll get it done when I get home. You know, there is yeah. some give and take and 
with AJ, it's kind of like catching a shooting star. We get him when we can. Mm-hmm. He's on fire when he's here. Yeah. But it's just getting him in for that time. The and consistency. The consistency. Yeah, part of part of it is communication on our part, but like mm-hmm. when you're trying to get a podcast on the air the same time every week, sometimes it is last minute recording and it's got to go up or mm-hmm. it, it's just the little things that you don't think about in a podcast because yeah. most people just listen to them and don't have to produce them. I think COVID, I, I might have said this in other episodes too, but big thing about COVID too for me was like, I didn't want this to, to die. I didn't want to miss an episode. And so it became apparent that me and you might not be able to meet every week. And so I just immediately did what I could to start tracking down interviews around that time. And there was nothing else going on. I didn't have anything going on in my personal life really at that point, just work. But work was like, you know, you go, like it wasn't like you're doing anything extra. I was just going to the stores and trying to get home because you didn't know what was really out there and you didn't want to be out there anymore than you really had to. So it just became an issue of like, all right, what am I going to do in this meantime? Well, let me start tracking down interviews. Let me start doing this. I'll send them off to Joe. And that just kind of became my thing. And, you know, I'm not saying that, like, if anyone hears this, like, that's not even, like, bragging. I don't know what that is. That's Maybe that's just because you love something. Like, it's just an instinct. Like, okay, I don't want this to die. How do we, what do we got to do? What do we, and immediately it just takes over. Okay, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, and you just take the effort and the work to put it in and you do it. I will say that's one of the things since we started this podcast was making sustainable ideas. We didn't want to do a podcast that just sat out there with five episodes. And I mean, I'd say maybe not every week we're like really into it. Like, I mean, we do it and we give it our all. But Mm -hmm. there's some weeks where I feel personally for me, it's just about phoning it in. Mm-hmm. And I mean, those are on busier weeks because obviously you and me both have day jobs. They take up a lot of our time, especially around summer and holidays. And then there's some days where it's like, we got to get a segment out. Let's just get this going. Right. Consistency. Got to put something out there. Which is, now, Dave, you know, let me hit you with another question. What do you right. think have been our bigger successes? Well, I mean, getting a live show. You know, getting recorded by a network and then going to another network. That has been a really cool experience. You know, obviously we could just say, oh, I got to interview Al Snow or we got to interview Nikita Koloff and you know, Ricky, Ricky Moore in the Ricky Vaughn area. Right, right. That all was great, great stuff, too. But let's put a little different route on this, too. Two things. One. The commentary gig, which uh, we may still be doing, uh, it's 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 hit or miss every day. Yeah, there's been some there's been but, some issues with that. I think we're looking at footage coming at us soon. But you know what's great about that? To segue with that too. Okay, Mike Caldwell, if he listens to this, right? Guy's out in Texas, and he became a fan of us, and we've met him, and we've talked about you know wrestling with him. We had him on the show, and then you know the like getting asked to do commentary. And suddenly now, okay. And, you know, those guys are based out of Florida. So for me, like, one of the great accomplishments that for us is that we're getting people not just from our home state that have taken an interest in us and they want to do business with us or they want to contribute. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, and just based off of a joke we made, we made a guy laugh, and he's like, you know what, let's see if these guys can do commentary. 
Yeah. And it's like, all right, I mean, mm-hmm. shit, we're not even the comedians and we're winning them over with laughs. You know what? We're not Jim Ross and uh, Tony Schiavone, but we'll be uh, happy to attempt to uh, do what they do on any kind of level. Like, it's pretty cool. It's fucking Yeah, cool. and we definitely have our own style. Like, I know they, like, we've been asked a couple times, is one of you guys going to turn heel on commentary? And it's like, we don't really think about it like that. It's more yeah. just calling the action in front of us. And yeah. I- I feel trying like you, to do it in the best way possible. I feel like you do a very realistic approach, maybe blur kayfabe a little times, but um, you know, you add your comedy to it too. And I think it's good. And I always, I think for the most part, try to call it as realistically as like a sport as I can think of, like, you know, and just trying to like, okay, why would this happen? And you know, it doesn't always work out perfectly, but that's, I think our mindset a lot of times when we get in there. Oh God. Like that one match where the dude was twisting his nipple and it's like, all right, how are we going to make this work? forgot about that ah now to kind of piggyback on that last question what do you think have been some of our biggest failures Mm. aside from communication which i'm sure aj would chirp up with immediately (laughs) (laughs) and i mean that's not to say that we don't see it because privately behind the scenes when we've talked about the whole aj situation we really have gone over did we really just not say enough? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's part of it. Communication is always a part of it. Also, just balancing our time and just... In a comfortable way, because we balance it, right. but it's like there's peaks and valleys. Like There's right. times where I'll edit from when I get home from work to when I go to sleep, and then I wake up the next morning and do it for like another hour just to get it out. Yeah. So things like that, the time balance could be better organizing a schedule and a time just to try to get things done but also you still have to be laxed a little bit because especially if you're going for interviews you can't just if you want to get them a lot of times you can't be like we're available this time this day buddy you don't want to do it fine we won't do it see you later sister it's like no what works for you what can we do okay let's try that let's try to do that you know and it's all been a part of that networking too the more open you are for them and i would say that too actually you kind of hit on the head just saying the word networking even though i know we've we've done some success networking i would also say that that's where we fail a little bit the most too and that's where we need to improve like we do we've we've had success with it but i think we could all do a little better we could all hang out in the comments a little bit and all you know talk to people and develop relationships a little more it's not the easiest thing to do online no COVID has hurt a lot of it like just this past weekend i went to the gcw show in new york and i was actually able to give a shirt to minoru suzuki which to me that was a major thing to happen but that's been one thing that aj has been pushing a lot more is getting out to shows and being able to do that and to be fair too uh the thing we have about aj is like his execution but he's a good idea guy like AJ is a great like he and he said it before he went on vacation with me too. He's got a ton of ideas, <laughs> you know. It's just real to be just making get, them happen, get them focused. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes on. Man, when AJ listens, if he listens to this, he's probably like, "What the fuck?" Like, like dude, we talked to you about this, so this ain't blindsided you. Yeah, we plus, yeah. like, we wanted this to be an episode about us and the podcast, like, right. How has the podcast grown with us? How have we grown with the podcast? And anybody that listens knows there are only two voices on it most week. Even Dame brought it up. I thought there were three. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, I mean, one thing I'll say about me and Joe is we're very honest. 
you know, <laughs> we keep it real. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Keeping it real may go wrong. <laughs> I would say that's been what one of the bigger things, like when we get on the mic and like when we're on camera, I think we feel a certain obligation to our audience to not bullshit them. Maybe it's because we get bullshitted so much privately that when we get out there, we want to share with you guys what's going on, what our honest thoughts are. And I'll say this too about AJ, not to get back to him, but like he's used to putting on a show. He's used to being a character. He's used to going all out. And I think he prefers that. And I don't know if being real and being honest is something that's that. I don't want to necessarily say honest. Being real is something that's that comfortable for him. I think he's more comfortable being a character. I think that's where he fits in a little bit more. Whereas me and you, I don't think we know any other way than this to be genuine. Now, I can be a bit of a character, but that's just who I am. Joe will tell you 24 <laughs> 7. Yeah, I think we turn it up a little bit because obviously, producer Joe, the man they call Dave, not sure. our given names necessarily. <laughs> And we do play it up while we're on here, but I, I, we it, try and keep it up. as yeah, real as possible. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah. You know, it's not too far off. Now that's obviously one of our bigger strengths, but what do you think we've noticed have been our strengths while coming along in this podcast? For me personally, what I've learned is that I'm pretty good at just talking to people. I think, you know what I mean? Like I'm really good at just like having these conversations, but I'm not organized. <laughs> so it kind of makes me wonder if I had a little more structure or if I could maybe even excel it. But I'm also, I guess that's part of the charm sometimes too, is having a good casual conversation with people. You know? Yeah. And you can, as the interview grows, you can really mold with it because I've seen you bonded a little bit with suit man. Mm-hmm. I think Even, there was uh, Kayla, you brought out some like little bits just relating to her and talking. Right, she, yeah, she started talking about like her autism and stuff like that. And yeah, and um, both had autism actually. So interesting. But and then there's stuff like even that surprises you, like our recent guest here, Randino, where uh, he talked about, you know, his problems with, you know, kidneys. And that led to, you know, some other conversation. And then we had this interesting conversation where we were talking about, where I've brought up countless times, but, like, wrestling is a lot like politics, you know? And, you know, like, it's interesting to get that feedback from this guy. You can see, like, he kind of got excited in that moment. He was like, oh, hell yeah! <laughs> you know? Yeah, because it's just the basic elements of winning over a crowd and yeah. talking to them that mm -hmm. is really at the heart of it now. Jim Ross always says, sound bites, baby, sound bites. <laughs> I think one of our bigger strengths has been getting guests. Like when we thought David Starr was above us, we got him. Ricky mm -hmm. Morton, we got. Dr. Tom, we got. Dan St. Germain, a recent guest, one of the hosts of Wrestle Roast. That was one where I'm like, God, if we could get this guy, we made it. And yeah. think how many times we thought that. Like when we got referee Doug Markham, that right. was like, oh shit, we got a ref. That was our ref from MLW. Fuck was that our head. second interview? Because first was Bob Cook. I had never yeah. heard of Bob Cook. Mm -hmm. And now that guy entertains me on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I've gone back and watched some of his older stuff. And I'm like, wow, this guy does have one of the better punches. He does. Yeah, he really does. Yeah, and then, God, we got Richard Holiday, Al Snow. The list just keeps going on and on. We we got Pat Tanaka. We got, who is it? AWA Who's that guy we got for about five minutes before he had Pat, Pat Rose, Rose? Pat Rose. <laughs> I had to go take care of his kid. <laughs> Pat, you out there, baby? We're still waiting for that. And it's, follow up. <laughs> yeah, we've gotten so many interviews. 
Alex Zane, check your DMs, kid. <laughs> oh, God. The Alex Zane, Casey Lennox were a couple interviews we missed that we were like, God, if we could get that. Sid. <laughs> Sid's been <laughs> on there. Oh, man. Doug Gilbert, where you at, buddy? Hey, and, that, and also, too, I mean, we, okay, we have not talked about this a lot, but we'll bring it up a little bit. The PW Insider debacle, all right? And we learned something about that, okay? That was... Um, God, that was what a lesson in how to market ourselves. Yeah, how not to. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to look. I and what we this is, AJ with a little bit. That's the other thing too. And AJ hears this too. Like that was the interesting thing. That's why when I told AJ and we talked about it recently, like if we do something with these comedy clubs, I want to be involved in. One of it, I want to actually learn. And two, I just kind of want to be there to know every little detail because I don't know if every detail was shared with us about that. And it's like. We thought we were just doing what people do, pay for this advertisement and getting all these great views. Well, no, not necessarily. One, some of this might not have been on the up and up, but we don't know that for sure. Because, again, we weren't in the room and we weren't in the email process. But two, the views we were getting weren't exactly substantial views. They were misguided. They were a lot of what you would call bots and click clicks from India. And then we used another service recently, too. Spritzer, I want to say. Spritzy. Sprizzy, thank you. And check the reviews. They appear to be up and up. But a similar thing. Like you're paying for these things and you're getting it doesn't feel like founded views. You're not getting like real people interacting with you. So. And that was one thing I pushed heavy from the beginning where there was talk about like buying views to get mm -hmm. our things up. And I'm like, I'm not really comfortable with that because if we have to go represent ourselves in the real world. Right no matter how good or bad the numbers are, that's what we've earned on our own. And to artificially inflate it mm -hmm. gives us a different look. And well, not to be so naive, but like, I didn't know like what was considered buying views. And now I've kind of got a little more better idea of that. Like sometimes, cause they sell themselves, not even this PW Insider, but this company, Sprizzy, it's like, they sell yourself as promotion. They sell yourself, but it, and it is, I guess, to a point. But We got more also. genuine kind of views from them, I believe. Mm -hmm. But even at that, it's like you're paying money to pump your stuff up. It's mm -hmm. almost like why not get good enough content out there to bring them in? And mm -hmm. that's been one of the tougher things, I think, for us is to sometimes find what's really going to pull the average viewer in. I will say this. It was kind of cool being on a wrestling website, seeing our interviews and links to our stuff there. From that point of view, it didn't necessarily translate into what we were hoping it would. But, you know, I so for that fact, all. neither did that impact partnership that we were trying to get yeah, into Ross Foreman. And that I was, still get emails from him, but usually it's just for about events. And he sends it to the um, my personal email account that we started with. That I was yeah. trying to get him to send it to the working man. So, and that's some miscommunication too. And we're not on Ross's radar, to be fair. And why should we be? So, it was kind of a shout out. I did, I've communicated with this man on phone. We actually were able to have phone calls and talk to each other a little bit. But it was just more. A lot again, of what we do is kind of learning as we go. So, right. You know, and maybe that's part of it too, where maybe if I was able to develop a relationship with Ross in just those few minutes, you know. But it was learning about that, learning what Ross was looking for. And Ross kind of set us on a path, too, to uh, help us out in some ways. In some ways, it, like, we had to kind of learn our own what not to do. But 
he got us in the right direction, at least, you know, to like learn some more stuff. So, yeah. Now, obviously coming off our greatest strengths, what do you think our biggest weaknesses are? Again, I'll go back to, I mean, I think we already kind of addressed the communication and just developing those relationships. We developed relationships, but I feel like it's always something we could improve on. Man, I'd like to say it's interesting, right? We're dedicated, but... Dedicated to a point. Right. We're not 18 years old and like we're living at home and we don't have to worry about where our next you know, like paychecks coming in. Like, you know, I have a mortgage and I have bills and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I can't just quit what I'm doing. So, and I own my own business as we talk about. And I have to like, shout out to Dan Moff, giving me that love for that bread. But, you know, like, it's like, it can't just be like, I can't just quit everything tomorrow and just 100% focus on this. Some people can, God bless them. I need to like, know there's some kind of, substantial security at the end of the rainbow a little bit but at the end of the day too i'll be damned if i just want to give this up too like i i want to do it i get excited about doing it and there are times and things are at a pretty good spot in my life right now and i'll still think you know what though we could get more and i want to do more with this podcast and that's going to be a big part of it yeah this has been our creative output for a while and thousand percent so what goals do you see for us in the next two years? Next two years. Man, I hope that, obviously, I hope we grow numbers, of course, always. But I think the bigger and maybe the more realistic thing and the more exciting thing, too, is that I hope this spawns off into other adventures, too. I hope we do more commentary gigs. I see that as a potential, and I hope for that. I hope we put on this comedy show. And I don't know if a comedy show is going to return to a weekly format, but I think it's going to, I think we're going to still do comedy stuff and I don't know where we're going to, you know, who knows where, you know, but I think Chevy has, he's been a real nice surprise and not that I was shocked that Chevy would do a good job, but it's really, it's one thing like you have an idea about something and then it's another one it starts to pay off. And it's like Chevy has brought his love of MMA to us and it's allowed me to have another outlet to talk about something else I love. And also Carney Lasada when we get him on those rare times too. And it's nice to have like this different kind of thing we're consistently put out there and we're getting some fun feedback from some people too. And I hope that continues to grow. I hope maybe we get some interviews with that and that leads to something. I just want these adventures to kind of lead into, you know, comedy shows, MMA interviews, maybe wrestling commentary, and maybe eventually maybe we land something big with a company like an impact or an MLW or, you know, maybe we hit it off with putting on a big comedy show. I don't know, man, but I, my, I guess my aspirations are all across the board, but I, w- um, I would say definitely hosting the live comedy show, produce like what promoting it, I guess, like setting it up. That would be a huge and, thing. And shout out to AJ too, because this is where he can excel MC. And he's already had success and MC'd some comedy shows. He's pretty good at being the MC, and this could be something where, you know, it's gonna where he's gonna be shine. Yeah. Now, any dream guest left? I feel like oh, yeah. a lot of the big names that we've wanted to get, we have gotten. I mean, I guess when you say dream guest, I guess you mean somewhat realistic too. Like, you know, I'm not getting Vince McMahon tomorrow. Like, no. You know I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah like. God, if I had to sit down and think about it for a second. Tommy Dreamer would be one right now. Tommy Dreamer would be a big one. 
Mm-hmm. I like. I personally would like to get Mike Lawrence from the Wrestle Rose podcast. I don't know if he's conceivable, but we had his brother Ross. I'd love to get Brett. Like if Brett oh Brett, yeah, Brett, like this. God, about. even if we got Bruce Hart, that would be like a wild Bruce interview. But that would Bruce still Bruce. be good. Yeah, you know, and Gary Albright unfortunately passed away. Shout out to Gary Albright, his family, who I messaged about doing an interview, but then forgot he had died seven years ago. That happens, <laughs> folks. That's a real story. Shout out to his fan page for letting me know there was just a fan page. <laughs> Eddie Kingston, uh, I think, would be a fun one. Oh, Eddie would homicide. Homicide. Yeah, shout out to that was great. By the way, I don't, you, know, you got you had such a busy weekend last weekend, did? I'm assuming you at least read about your homicide showed up at the end of AEW on Rampage. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, it was pretty cool just to see those guys in New York. Eddie, I watched on Dark Elevation last night. You could tell it was emotional doing commentary. Like in the beginning, you know, you could see he was trying to fight yeah. it. And I know Tony Schiavone talked about it on this podcast that, you know, Eddie was definitely emotional and super cool. Happy for those guys. I'm I'm going off on a tangent. But yeah, when I, I was actually it. at GCW on Friday night. I told Scott that I thought I saw Santana at the kind of the control board up there watching the homicide Suzuki fight. So it, th- that was just interesting. If we could get Santana and Ortiz, that'd be another. Awesome oh, that'd be movie. amazing. You know, let's just talk about some women too, I guess, while we're at it, you know, maybe somebody like a Lundra Braze, Medusa Maselli there, you know, like who's not currently in a major organization, but she's a legend, you know, yeah. And, we made we've tried Thunder Rosa before, I believe. Close, yeah. And she was always one thing I'll say about Rosa, where some people kind of just end up giving you this and this. Rosa was extremely busy, but was very honest all the way, and had communicated with us a lot. So, yeah, not all interviews work out, but not all people that don't get interviewed were dicks about it. Sometimes no. you just can't make it work. Yeah. Very upfront, very straightforward with her. So I always appreciated that about her. You know, it would be a one I like, and I've tried, but I just haven't been able to contact him. Dutch Mantel. Ooh, that would yeah. be a good all one. his years promoting in like Puerto Rico, in the Memphis territory. The guys he's worked with as a promoter, but also wrestled. But you know, guys like Steve Austin and Undertaker. Oh my God! Like Dirty Dutch Mantel probably has stories for days. Oh yeah, he's got two books worth of them. Jim Cornette. Ooh, corny, corny, yeah, that would be a big interview. Yeah. Now, if you could add any new segment to the show that you wanted, what would you develop? Mm, that's a tough one. I think that if I had my way, I don't know if it would be a new segment, but and maybe it wouldn't be like a... I think I'd like just to do another, like maybe it could be like a once a month thing where we just rift and we just go off on particular subjects or maybe it could be a random thing. You know, like maybe we, like AJ talked about doing like restaurants and stuff like that, going to restaurants and trying different food sometimes. Maybe going to a barbecue place and talking about how good this barbecue is or how bad it is. No, I'm not trying to rip off Dave. That's when we're going to start sitting at the table going, Reg! <laughs> but it doesn't have to be that. It could be like, you know, just going maybe to a bar and talking about this or maybe just talking about, you know, random stuff going on in our lives. Maybe helping people. Maybe there'll be a thing where, you know, maybe we'll have like a counselor on the show or somebody who actually legit helps people sometimes. Maybe taking a more serious tone sometimes. So I don't know about be something different for us. Yeah, it would be. I don't know about like so a weekly segment. 
It's kind of tough. The only thing that it wouldn't possibly be weekly, but maybe a new segment we could do that I'd have interest in doing, but I don't know who would have the same passion for. I'd love to maybe do like a Marvel thing. You know, I love all the mm-hmm. Marvel stuff that's been coming out, like the What If series. I've been watching all the little animation stuff, and they're actually, I just watched the latest one this morning, and they're connecting some of them together now a little bit. And That's oh. what I heard, that coming up near the end of the season, they were going to kind of have those different characters appear together. And that seems to be what's happening. I just watched the latest one, but no spoilers, but yeah, pretty cool. Now, over the last two years, what skills do you think you've improved in yourself? Even though it's uh, it's it's funny, <laughs> we joke. I, I'm teased about this a lot. I'm totally cool with it, but obviously, I do not enunciate very well. Joe knows that he didn't know the story, but I had I lost my speech when I was like three years old. It's uh, a lot less funny after this explanation. <laughs> yeah, violent politeness and uh, couldn't talk. I don't even know if I told you all that, but like, yeah, my parents, like some of the people, doctors and stuff wanted to like institutionalize me. They want to put me like with autistic kids and like have me go somewhere where, you know, I would just be hanging out with autistic kids all day. Can't talk. And it was my dad. Isn't that something that your dad said? Like, he's not. He's not autistic. He used to be able to talk. He just stopped. So it doesn't make sense. And they tried to tell him that he was emotionally connected and he wasn't seeing what was going on, which my dad was (laughs) emotionally connected to his son. What a fuck. Yeah. (laughs) They said that, now that's, let me word that a little better. They basically thought that he was delusional, you know, that he was seeing what he wanted to see. And he didn't, my dad's not, for my dad, when he was alive, he was just not that guy. Like he was a, you know, military <laughs> man, so. he was a military man. He went to war in Korea and Vietnam. So this, uh, this guy wasn't just remembering things, <laughs> you know, but to get back to what you're saying, uh, we drifted off a bit there. So I, I don't always enunciate things. So my communication is somewhat of a struggle, but at the same time, I'm also pretty good at it. Like, I'm really good at starting conversations with people. I'm really good at, like, talking to people and getting a back and forth with people. It's just when you hit that odd word that it's like, is that how it's said, Dave? Or, like, mm-hmm. you hear him say a last name, and you're like, what's that last name again? Yeah, <laughs> it, really, it really becomes prominent on the combat cast when we have all hmm. these different fighters from, like, Brazil and China and stuff, and it's like, ah, shit. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I was making fun of Dave Matthews this weekend. And because for a guy that's on stage as much as he is, the guy can't talk for shit. Mm. And I was I made fun of him. Like, look at him. He can't even pronunciate his words. So I I almost feel like I pulled the Dave at that point. Like I'm creating new words. You know, what's funny about that. I I would say just to say one more thing about this, though. I think what. I do well and it's improved is that having these conversations is ha- I generally am enthusiastic to talk to these people a lot of times. Yes. And I'm, yeah. And I think that helps. And I think it's just continuing to develop that skill and it's all, um, you know, talking is so huge people. I would say, and not to be an old fart yelling in the clouds, but in a society now where, and you can't help it. So I don't think this is really a bad thing, but you know, I don't think it's like people like to say this because people or kids are lazy. No, they're not. It's just like you're growing up in a very social media world and everything is, you know, done online a lot. So talking and communication skills are naturally going to drop a little bit. Other things are going to get better. But talking is still such a huge, important thing that you can always work on it. You can always get better at it. And I think that's one thing the podcast does. It helps us get these reps of communicating and talking to different people and meeting different people and sometimes you get thrown curveball too folks <laughs> and sometimes. fuck us for not bringing this guy's name up earlier but george south the connection uh, we made with him the multiple great conversations 
And that's one of those things where that was just an interview that I'm not going to say we're friends with him, but he's definitely been amazing to us more amazing than any guest should. And we, that's, I think one of the places where we realize you make these connections, you make this networking and you do develop these kind of interactions with these guys. Absolutely. Yeah. I miss George. We have to, we have to get him again in the future, but me and George have talked so much about everything. I always feel like we're going to need, a specific title to talk about because George is just always, unless George's got a new project coming out, I'll keep my eye out. You never know that guy. Now it, it's going to be a little unfair to do this, but top five guests so far. And this is not saying that the guests that don't make this list aren't good because anybody we've had on the show, we've wanted to have on the show. We've enjoyed yeah. having on this show, mm-hmm. but when you've had what over 30, some odd guests, I would say maybe. Yeah. What what are the top five that stand out for you? Okay, top three right away. I can tell you, I can give you the reasons why. Al Snow, in no particular order, but Al Snow because he was the first big name we got. George South because he was just the most personable guy we got, and he was just super great. And I'm going to have to add, oh, God, I just had his name. The, oh, the Von Erics, Ross and Marshall, just because that was a real mark out kind of moment for me. And then I'm going to include this guy, because he was nice enough to give us a second interview, and he was super personable as well. Bobby Blaze. Mm. Um, Bobby Blaze, so he's going to include number four. I want to say, by the way, I'm not putting any ladies on here because I've had a lot of good lady interviews, but it's just I haven't had that perfect women's wrestling interview yet where like they're going to crack my top five yet. So number five, because in my head, like I'm going back and forth on a couple guys. Nikita Koloff is one guy that I kind of think could crack my top five. I'm, I'm probably forgetting somebody, but in this moment, Nikita, I lean towards him a little bit more than Ricky because I had a cold that day when I talked to Ricky and I was kind of hurting. But yeah, Nikita might be number five. God, if I had to give you top five, I'm going to say Dan St. Germain just because that felt like cool. a bigger modern guest to get. Mm-hmm. Ricky Morton was huge. Hmm. Jay Freddy, when we got him. Oh, yeah. I was super excited for that one. It was good. Richard Holiday, I think, was one of our more polished interviews where, mm-hmm. remember when we had him do the sound drop and we thought he had fucked it up halfway through because we were having a lot of people fuck up sound drops. And then he yeah. brought it back around and I'm like, this son of a bitch. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. That was great. So that's what, three? Yeah. So Jermaine, Holiday, Jay Freddy. Yep. Jay Freddy, Ricky Morton, that's four. four. Yep. And I got to give it to George South. It was just so fun listening to mm-hmm. him. And I feel like that guy could talk for days. So hey, I would have to give that five. Two other good guests, too, real quick to mention. Dale Wilkes, I thought, did a solid job. Had some interesting stories. Said oh, wow. We have had a guest that died. Shit. Yeah, the Patriots. Somebody asked yeah. me that last night at work, and I said I didn't think so. Yeah, the Patriot, Del Wilkes. And then also now the NWA heavyweight champion, Trevor Murdoch, had some great stories too about almost getting to a fight with Rodok and Billy Khan and some of the other stuff they had to talk about. It was pretty cool. Or it was uh, when they tried, Bruce Pritchard tried to tell him that John Cena was an actual thug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just love his honesty. Like, he didn't necessarily shut up people, but he didn't shy away from anything either. He just told it like what it was. So. Think about the champions oh. we've had on Ricky Morton was a tag champion when we had him on. We had Trevor Murdoch before he was a champion. 
So story real quick too, because I don't know if you've seen it on one of the NWA episodes recently in the last few weeks, but Trevor Murdoch and Nick Aldis go back and forth. And Aldis talks about a story where, you know, like, because of Harley, he said, and, you know, he was there with Billy Corgan and they were at Harley's funeral and they went up to Trevor because they're like, why are you not doing this? You need to be here. And we got a thing, you know, cooking up with the NWA and you should be here. And it's funny because Trevor told that story to us before he was ever NWA champion. That is on the interview. And I heard that. That was kind of a mark out moment. I can't believe I didn't tell you until now, but that was a mark out moment because I'm like, holy shit, that's right. That did happen. And Trevor talked about that. He talked about it on our podcast. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty wild. Now, what do you think are some of the better ideas we've come up with in the last two years for the podcast? Oh, I mean, right off the bat, the 531. You know, I had a top five list. You called it the 531. And I first off, I had an idea. You improved on it. And I mean that in sincerity because. I like the name, the 531. I think it's fucking catchy. And I think it's a segment that, besides to become our signature segment, it's the one that creates the most debate and the most fun. You know, maybe, you know, as far as a weekly segment goes, you know what's funny? We're not a news site, right? We got told that earlier because, you know, our episodes tape a little later. But maybe for a new segment, by the way, as we're just, you know, ideas clicking. How about top five of the week? You know, that might be an interesting thing to do. There's so much wrestling going on right now. I don't think we could probably throw that in the live show, and that's a way to keep it because our issue was when we would do news, it would come out a week later because, you know, we release on Thursdays, we record. It is me and you you this week on the live show. So um, Hmm. there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Stiffed them. We can always debut it then. Yeah, I potatoed him a little bit there. <laughs> so, guys, when when you tune in this Saturday, shit might have some top five of the week for you. That top might five. be a good might be a good thing I to think- end the show on because usually we'll end on like what we're most looking forward to that week. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. Now, I think getting getting shirts has kind of been an up in the air idea. Like it's oh yeah, we've sold a couple. But we are getting merch and trying to get it out there to people, so it is a step. Damn right. No, that's a good idea. As far as other uh, segments, I mean, just ideas we've had, I think this potential doing a comedy show could be a really big one. Yeah, um, I'm, was, I'm really ex- That's the good term of an idea right now. Yeah, and AJ, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, brother. I know you're not going to be here <laughs> this week, but I believe you're going to come back next week. And we're going to fucking get this done. And you're going to be a part of this. And this is where you're going to come through. It's the fucking comedy. We're going to book a fucking venue. And we're going to get this fucking show on the road. I, I think I that's it. where Andrew, or AJ's straights are going to be. <laughs> and I'm I hope Andrew, me Andrew, like Andrew. He's that dude that fucking quit on us at work. Andrew, come on back, baby. We love now, you. Daddy loves you. <laughs> I, I forgot to add what segments I would like to do. I mm-hmm. have gotten some UFC files. So I would like to maybe review UFC shows Mm. you're going to see in the video that I'm going to include on the video podcast video version of this podcast that I've got a DVD collection. That's a little wild right now and doing reviewing wrestling documentaries, reviewing old shows, kind of trying to do that to add a different element to our podcast. We're going to have a little more time in the winter here. So Trying to develop those segments will be good. Now, on the flip side of our best idea, what have been some of our worst ideas? 
Interesting. Uh, I don't live in the negativity too much, as you well know. No, it's not something we try and do often on this podcast. Yeah. You can go anywhere on the internet and find negative. <laughs> we always try and put the positive spin on it, but I was writing up these questions in bed, and one of the things is like, you think of your best idea, you're like, oh, shit, what are some ideas that haven't worked? And honestly, I think any of our ideas that haven't worked haven't made it to air. Right, right. Or they right. died within those first 10 episodes. Yeah, there was the uh, best P thing we kept reoccurring on the joke that maybe it was not mm. good. Maybe it wasn't the best idea for branching out in terms Oh yeah, of you're life. not going to get female guests when you're talking where the good pussy's at. That yeah, has yeah. got to die. That was that something that that's one of those things that made us laugh in the moment. Yeah. And then of course I kept bringing it up cuz it's just funny to do that, but if you're you were trolling not, AJ a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those things you're not going to build up. Yeah, funny good... that AJ was the voice of reason for us on that one though. <laughs> yeah, that was maybe the yeah. only time. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to AJ. Hey, so yeah, no, because like I mean, we could say that the uh, PW Insider, especially for me, because I, yeah. I bought, I bought was it was like one. was like the work because I I I wasted a lot of money on that. I wasted probably you know, but. I'm not in the hole or anything, and I learned I learned from that. So that's the thing. That's where I'm like, I don't really – it's not all bad. Like, it was kind of cool seeing our stuff on a wrestling website. And also, like, I learned. Like, oh, okay. Like, this might not be the best way to get views. And, you know, I think people do – they can make that work, but you almost have to have a lot of money going into that because you're yeah. consistently buying and buying and buying all the time. So now, no offense to AJ or Sheaf, but I think one of our worst ideas has been assuming people are gonna be there because they say they want to be a part of the podcast. And okay, we're like with Sheaf. I thought he was gonna be a killer on our social media, mm-hmm. but you have to realize that there's gonna be times where. People aren't as dedicated to your vision as you are. Well, there was another guy too. He used to be in your meat department too. Uh, this is oh yeah, Nolan. He cut Nolan. our promos there for a little bit, and yep. you know, it's no fault of anyone else. I mean, I think we have a little harder time with AJ just because we started with him. So it's like, yeah, if you're going to be a part of it, you either and, are or aren't. Right. But with AJ, Chief, he hangs on. So yeah. it's like he's never completely where it's like Chief is like. Okay, we've already lost him. We've lost Nolan. You know what I mean? So, and that's fine because I mean, we're only dedicated to this because we started it and we wanted to outsource some help because we want it. I mean, that's that's the thing too. Like, I'm not trying to get you off, but we want it a little more. No offense to those guys. That's fine. Maybe they want something else, and there's nothing wrong with that. But like, we want this. We want this to take off or to branch into something else. And and I think that's where Chevy comes in to spin it back into a positive. Is I, I was think gonna... he's one of those guys that we're bringing on that hopefully we can learn to navigate the seas with him a little bit more because. You know, I think it's easy to have two of us, but if there's three, we could get a little more social media interaction. Mm-hmm. The YouTube could be posted to a, a little more regular, like little things like that. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, Chevy could definitely be a big help to us, and I think we both know that. It's just executing that plan and getting together, which we're getting together soon. So um, maybe there'll be a more Chevy in the future. But yeah, I, I was going to say, you took the words out of my mouth. That was one thing. Getting back to Chevy, what a pleasant surprise he's been. 
because it's not that I didn't expect them to work out, but when you see it work out, especially too, like I wasn't even because I don't hang out in the negativity. I didn't think about Chief or Nolan when we were doing this, but yeah, that's a great example of like, oh, okay. Sometimes guys do this for a week or two and like, well, I don't really want to do this. And Chevy, we're already about, you know, we're in the teens. I'd have to look at it, but we're, you know, we're already put some episodes in there. So, and we're Chief still friends say. with everybody involved. So, oh, yeah. Chief so hears this. I don't want him to think it's a slight on him. Not no at one, all. no one's gonna think it's a slight either way. But <laughs> we still love you, bud. It's yeah. It's really just the dedication to it and mm -hmm. wanting it. Yeah. yeah. Wanting it. Now you brought it up earlier. One of the things that's happened to us over the last year has been the podcast network. What are your thoughts on being on a podcast network and how it's been? It's not. It's so been a roller coaster a little yeah, bit. We'll get the negatives out of the way first. It's not going to just, you're not getting on a network and you're not just going to skyrocket to the moon. Not that I thought that, but you know, it is what it is. It's almost like the thing about that's kind of nice about the podcast network is that it's given us an avenue to do a live show, um, interact with people. And meet some people along the way, some good people. Now, that being said, too, yeah, there was the initial incident with, you know, the podcast was splitting off. The network was splitting off right when we got into the network, which was, I think, was all everything entertainment at the time. Yeah, we started and, off all everything entertainment with Tim right, King. We did. King. Who, by the way, who everybody had their problems with in the network. And, you know, Jim was definitely a polarizing guy. You could probably see that. Everybody, but he was good to us. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, shot, he, he he sought us out. He wanted us. We worked with him. And then we made the decision to go uh, with Archie and people because it seemed like that was the way to go at the time. And I'm not regretting it, too, by the way. I don't want to worry like that. But, like, it just was like we didn't know anybody. So we just made an instinct decision. And it yeah, was we went with where everybody else kind of was deciding to go with that. Yeah, time. and it was because we didn't know everybody. So to see everybody kind of go this way. And it was kind of the way it looked the way Tim handled it to us. We weren't a big fan of the way Tim handled the departure. And that's not a knock. It is what it is. It wasn't for us. So we said, you know what? I mean, I will knock him a little bit. He did yeah, say some, he said some shitty things about some people. Yeah. And the way. Not to us, but to some people. Yes. Yeah. No, he was talking to us about other people and the sure. way he framed them. Right. I, I don't think it's how a leader does it. Well, that's why ultimately why we did not end up going in that direction, you know, because we had to like make these instincts and it was the way that was handled. Um, no, but shout out to Archie Spagnolo, Tyler Peters, Josh, Josh Board, Chuck, Chuck Winchester, Wilson. his wife, Danae. We mm -hmm. went, we had developed almost like kind of like a base level friendship with them at this time. Yeah. But now, I mean, we're not in the Slack chat. We don't talk all the time, but. I mean, I'll talk to Tyler Peters fairly regularly. Archie, I talk with him at least once a week to set up the thing, the show. Chuck Winchester, I drop some. I talk to him a lot, but I did drop some questions on him for just incredible. incredible. Like, yeah, we we have gained like almost this little family, and it's almost like a camaraderie at this point, rather than like a jumping off point necessarily for the podcast. 
Yeah, shout out to Josh the board. Called me at 1.30 in the morning one time when he had some happy juice and he just wanted to get together before a podcast. But it was fun. Like I was already up for my job anyway. So but uh yeah, Josh is a cool guy too. Really like uh his social media is pretty uh, funny as well. <laughs> it sure is. Now, what has inspired you the most over the last couple of years? Mm, inspired. Good question. See, you know, for it's me, awesome. it's when we get those little bits of success, like we get that interview and it does like 40 views, which is low. Believe me, we know that. But you got to start somewhere and things like that. Or like when somebody like a Dan St. Germain will be like, yeah, I'll come on. That is like, all right, that gives me hope to reach out for more guests that I would like. I'll tell you, uh, I would say just in general, the, I've been feeling better about life. Like when I left that job, I hated Mm -hmm. everything just kind of came around. So I get inspired by Dave knows by usually when I first turn on this camera, I'm like, Dave, I'm not ready to do this today. But then at the end of the conversation, we're laughing and we're planning something for the future. And that helps. The lady in my life recently remarked that, I was telling her a story about uh, Valentina Shevenko, who's the UFC flyweight, woman's, woman's flyweight champ. And she's like, Dave, you nailed that last name perfectly. <laughs> yeah, I did. And she said that um, I was telling her because I think she likes empowered women. And the story was about Shevenko, who is like a fantastic mixed martial artist. She's a UFC flyweight champion. She's dominant. Nobody touches her. She's technically sound. She's a, a multi Muay Thai champion as well. 17 times in that martial arts. Oh, by the way, she's also an excellent marksmith. Like she, she's great with the crossbow. She's great with guns. Like you see these videos of her, like hitting targets all the time. She speaks several different languages. And oh, by the way, she's also like constantly working on dance routines and stuff like that. She's a great dancer. And I'm just like, man, like what a fucking cool thing to be so well versed and so a variety of different things. And uh, the lady of my life, she was remarking how I really enjoy those stories. And, you know, like people like that inspire me. But to piggyback, because like, you know, like Mike Verna, like, you know, he's doing several different things, right? Acting. You know, God, that's another guess we didn't bring up. That was another right. big one because he was, he was a real good talker. He went for a while. He did. And, but just to and piggyback off what you said, like seeing people who get successful afterwards, how are we not going to include John Silver? The guy Ooh, who was... We got him <laughs> just before AEW. Like, Yeah, he had done some enhancement work with them here and there, but it went from enhancement work to, like, now the guy is, like, a star in the Dark Order, and people react when he comes out of that ring. And, yeah, he was one of those guys that we got on the show that we just... We've seen him at local shows, and we thought he was good, so we had him on, and he got so much better. How about... Getting on Amber Nova before she got on AEW. Yep. Amber Nova's another one. We had Jazz on. Shauna Reed, Jazz. Shauna Reed, who recently did some AEW stuff again, too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, like I said, I didn't put the ladies in the top five, but there's some good interviews with the women out there, too, right now. Um, and it's that we're getting them just before they're blowing up. That is yeah. kind of amazing to be on that ground level because when we started, the original name for the show was Indie Wrestling with an Edge. Mm -hmm. and early on I tried covering so much indie wrestling because I figure if that's going to be your name, that's what you should do. But we talked such a, we talked a lot of WWE at the time. 
Right. Because, I mean, AEW was just starting. I think they had done their all out and then they did the fight for the fallen. Right. That yeah, age went week, down to. They weren't even a weekly show at that time yet. No. So we didn't talk enough indie wrestling. And now it's like, God, we talk so much wrestling in the average week. Yeah. And it's just, um, and that's where the 531 was kind of morphed because it was like, we're not watching enough indie wrestling, but we don't want it to be like just a WWE podcast. And then it became, hey, what about top five greatest this, top five greatest that? Because nostalgia and like our history of wrestling and our past wrestling, where we draw from, you know, WWE at its height, but also WCW and ECW and these other great companies. It's like, oh, okay, this is where we could go. And that's kind of how that idea morphed too, just talking about that. So. Yeah, not sure where I was really going with that, but just like that's a lot of, you know, how we now, uh, ended up doing the five three one and all that too. What has detracted you the most though, over the last couple of years? Like I said, we don't deal too much in the negativity, but for everything that's inspired us, there's been not as much that has held us back, but there's been a little bit detracting as far as just the podcast itself goes. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to know what's holding you back in your life, brother. We don't need to expose <laughs> your demons here. No, but I mean, you know, work and everything like that can definitely hold you back from doing everything you can in the podcast. Work schedules, um, definitely. Right, right. Yeah, so that's a big, that can be a detractor. I think at times feeling that we couldn't get somebody for an interview, so it's almost like we don't try. Mm -hmm. That hasn't been too many people, but I'm sure that we felt like, oh, God, they feel a little above us at the moment, so... Yeah, and I mean, sometimes these people are just busy and they don't want to deal with a podcast interview. Yeah. Because they know they can do a thousand other ones, you know, and then if they don't. So unless you're, you know, some valued name that, you know, is coming out there, you know, like you're from the Conrad Thompson podcast family, which they don't do a ton of interviews, but you know what I mean. Unless you're like, you know, really, really like a, a giant name, then these guys aren't going to necessarily have time. They might be busy, you know, but sometimes they do. And that's what's great. Tim Storm was... Another great example of a guy mm. who just like to like, you know, work with the fans and give back. Isn't that wild? The deeper we go in this interview, we just keep uncovering more names like, oh, how do we not mention this? How do we not mention yeah. that? Now, Dave, we've been going for a little over an hour, so I've only got a couple more questions. And I'm going to start with the more broader one and then we'll end on a more direct question. What do you hope for the future of the podcast? We kind of covered it earlier, but this is yeah. more like, what do you... What do you want to see us do? No time limit on it. Yeah. So like I said earlier, like, you know, branching off to do different things, like, you know, putting on comedy shows, commentating, that all still stands. That can go with this as well. So, but yeah. just to make it a little different, I talked also about like, you know, potential segments like, you know, Marvel and barbecue and stuff like that. So yeah, just all of that. I want all of this to branch out into something from the podcast and I want to add other segments. I want to meet more people. I want to go to things. And I want to develop more relationships with people. I think if we could make somewhat of a living off this, that oh. would be amazing. Sorry. That's in my head. That's just an assumption. Yeah. If I could quit my job tomorrow and make enough living just to like pay my bills, done. See ya. <laughs> I'm out. I guess that would be the next goal is just like try to get some compensation out of like YouTube and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, so if you're watching this video, like, subscribe. It, yeah. Good place to put it an hour six into the interview. I'm pretty sure people are still watching. 
This is, this is... Dave, I'm going to end on a question that it occurs to me a lot when I'm sitting around, but do you like wrestling more or less after doing the podcast? Mm, good question. I don't think it's affected me too much, honestly, one way or the other. When I'm tired and I don't have things going on, like, you know, or there's nothing really going on in wrestling, you know, my fandom could wane a little bit, never completely gone. But that being said, when things are hot in wrestling and there's not like, and I can manage my time. Yeah, uh, I love wrestling. So the podcast hasn't really affected that too much. I See, I only ask because I watch so much wrestling now that it's like, yeah. I almost feel like I don't watch enough of other stuff because I'm either catching up with an event that happened mm-hmm. or watching something to talk about it on the show. Uh, that's that's a fair point. It's interesting because like, uh, I, this is a really good week for wrestling, right? After the Grand Slam mm-hmm. and everything like that. So I've really enjoyed wrestling this week and I have to like put wrestling on almost in my car or my truck off to the side, which Scott teases me about all the time. Shout out to Scott from Voluntown because like, he's like, this guy's going to get into a fucking accident. <laughs> but I want to make it clear. Like, I'm not like holding my phone up like this when I'm driving. Like I just have it off the side. It's just like listening to the radio or something, you know? Yeah. There's the only way I can really keep up with all these wrestling shows and still get up at the ridiculous time I have to get up in the morning. Now that being said, yeah, I love this stuff. But I, to your point, when I start watching uh, something like the what if thing from Marvel, like, man, I really just enjoy the shit out of that right now. Is that because it's not wrestling and it's something completely different? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched the Vision series where it's different anime animators doing Star Wars? No, I have not. It's on Disney. It's amazing. I watched yeah. the first episode. The first one's really good. Second one, not as great, but I'm not a fan of anime. so mm-hmm. It's on Disney Plus? It's on Disney Plus. Okay, and it's it's called Visions. I want to say it's called Visions. It's like a Star Wars anime thing. All right. I'll check it out. We're only a couple episodes into. And I, they have eight episodes up there. Okay. I think they dropped it all at one time, but it's definitely worth checking out. Interesting. All right. Now, guys, you got a little more insight into the show. We want to shout out fans of the show, Randy Osga, Mike Flynn, Zach St. John, Jake St. John, author of Nightful of Diamonds, available on Amazon. Also, the namesake of the Jake rule. Yep. Jesse, uh, Jesse from New Hampshire, Hampshire. Scott from Voluntown, Mike Caldwell, mm-hmm. Jason Gross, who's always responding on Facebook. Yeah. Any name? You got any Tyler names? Peters, Tyler Peters, Josh, Tyler Peters, Josh, Josh Ford, Yeah. AJ. Friends in podcasting. <laughs> who's that? AJ. <laughs> oh, him too. Yeah. How do we forget about him? Yeah, reoccurring role. <laughs> we, hey, we just want to thank everybody Chevy. that's listened or been involved because yeah. so Chevy too, even though like because he's also listened and he's now involved. So definitely shout out to him. Oh, and my boy Pete. I don't know he's been pretty busy lately, but he's uh, checked out some YouTube videos. I've mentioned him here. Pete, shout out to you. Hope you uh, you know appreciate you, man. Nice, yeah, guys at work. Red, Mike Ladford, Dames checked out videos. Even Trevor's checked out some shit. Shout out to Trevor. What up, Trevor? Oh, man. But, yeah, it's been so much fun growing this over the last couple of years. And I don't know if we brought it up, but as we record this, this is the actual two-year anniversary day that we released our first episode. Yeah. And if anybody's listened to us talk for over an hour and really uh, just enjoy us, 
Shout out to you two. So you know what? You guys are the hardcore fans. Thank you. Yeah, so much. if we left out any names, it's not for any type of spite. I mean, you heard the guests we listed. We didn't even remember all we of got them. Tim Storm. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but guys, thank you very much for listening. And God, we hope to do it for another two years. Yeah, and beyond. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every